welcome back to another episode. I'm kind of feeling a little bit all over the place. I don't know why, but firstly, I'm going to say happy Jamaican Independence Day. Although it's beginning to feel a lot less independent for Jamaica. I put this shout out because my parents are from Jamaica and I just love the beautiful island. For me, it's the best one in the Caribbean. And let's ditch all the horror stories that people hear. Is it safe to go? I'm asked that every single year. Like any other place in the world at the moment, I think Jamaica is cool. And just as an example, a friend of mine is over from the States at the moment and she was in Camden yesterday. She went to take her phone out to take some photographs. Guess what? A guy in a hoodie and with a mask on his face, you couldn't see shit, cycled by and swiped the phone right out of her fucking hand. This is in London. So yeah, I just thought I'd put that out there because I'm fed up of being asked. If you want to know what independence means, it's basically the colony of Jamaica gained independence from the United Kingdom on the 6th of August 1962. So they're on their own and our queen is not at the head of the country. That is it. I've also spoken about in my last podcast my obsessive watching of the Olympics, which, you know, is coming to a close now and I'm beginning to get that. What am I going to do? And it's not to say I've been sat in front of the television every single day, but it's so nice that I don't have to worry about what to watch on TV because I just watch sport. I am feeling a little bit anxious. It's two days to go. I've really enjoyed it because I think every time I watch this greatest show on earth, I'm all over it. I love learning about new sports. And I think this time it's been all about skateboarding for me. And there's a fantastic girl called Sky Branch, who's the youngest on the Great Britain team to go in there and win a bronze medal. She's 13 years old and I've actually started following her on Instagram because she's just the cutest little thing, very eloquent and she's fabulous. Absolutely fabulous young girl. I love the sacrifices these athletes go through. It's on another level people and I think we should learn something from them. Resilience and endurance, mental strength. I'm not going to get into that one this week because there have been quite a few cases of uh, their mental health has been called into question. But I've sat there and felt their pain. I've cried with jubilation as they've had to put a medal around their own neck. It's so funny because of uh, COVID still rampant out there. They have to put their own medals around their own neck. And if they're with teammates, they put it around others. But the records that have been broken, despite the lack of audiences in the stadium. And I think that's really upset me that they took that decision, which was probably the right thing to do. Because at one point there was COVID sweeping through the Olympic Village. I think the money that has been wasted now and invested in Tokyo is really sad to see these beautiful venues with no one in them apart from a few athletes. But I spoke about this last week, so I won't keep going on about it, but I am passionate. And um, I think I have to give a big shout out to the Kenyan team, whose kit, provided by Nike, my ex-employer, has been done in their traditional colours. And it looks freaking awesome, y'all. Oh my God, I love it. But bottom line is, all of these people have built the life they want. They've built this career that revolves around sport and when they hit the jackpot they do and then I get to myself and I think Tina what the fuck are you doing with your life and I I thought I had it sussed I'm not gonna lie I've set some big lifetime goals successful business long-time partner caring for others you know to set up some kind of foundation and then there are other little life goals that I want to get maybe a bigger house but when I watch something like the Olympics I really do think 
what do you want? And I'm reading this book at the moment called Rich as Fuck by Amanda Francis. And I'm already loving it. And it's not about being rich. Half the time, it's about what are you doing? How are you building that life that you want to actually get what you want, basically? So this episode is all about building the life you want. And it's easier said than done because I want to focus on this I do have a workshop on the 4th of September that will go into this a lot more. And I apologise for those outside of the UK because it doesn't really fit into anybody else's timeline apart from Europe and UK because it's at uh, 09.30 hours. But yes, this workshop is something I wanted to bring to the masses because in all honesty, I'm not sure if I'm there yet in building my own life because of the external factors that come into play my mind is often wandering back to the past, which shouldn't be. It should be an absolute no-no. But more importantly, I put this workshop on because I feel that in the last 14 months, one year on, we're nearly in August. Isn't that 14, 15 months? People keep spouting 18. I don't get it. Anyway, I think I'm hearing more and more how people have not really known what they want to do with their life. What do they want to do with their life? And before you can do any of that, there's a few things you have to understand. We all know that living life with purpose can drive your life decisions, influence your behaviour, it shapes your goals, and it offers a sense of direction and creates meaning. If you don't have purpose, you don't really have anything. I did an episode before on living your best life, but I want to really drill down into some really simple steps that can help you think about how you build the life you want and stop wandering around in the desert. Here's my seven quick steps. Number one, find your purpose. Figure out who the hell you are. That's a really good starting point. And I know that sounds really weird, but people don't know who they are. I didn't know who I was for years. And because of my past, and I am going to bring it up again, my past, I was living in someone else's skin. I was living a different life. And that's why this podcast is called My Life, Not Yours. And it's taken a long time to realise it is my life. No one else is. And I've now figured out my own identity. It takes self-discovery and reflection, which I have done a lot over the years. Now, some Sometimes I go deep and it hasn't been always conducive to to me moving forward. But when I'm focused on it and think, leave that checkered past behind, I have now got to understand what I really love and I've connected with how that and how I serve others. That makes sense? So if you need some prompters, how about asking yourself some of the following? What would you do if you never had to earn another penny? (laughs) Now, this is a funny one because the amount of people I know that are driven by money and the amount of those people that when they've got it, they're as miserable as fuck. I'm not going to lie. I don't think money is the answer to everything, but it does help. But what would you do if you never had to another penny? And I think this is quite a profound one because I know that there's quite a few people who are quite bored. They have no hobbies. They don't do anything. They don't know their values and their beliefs. So you'd have all this money and you're just sitting at home literally swimming in it, perhaps. I don't know. Another thing, what would you choose to do even when everything else was rock bottom? So imagine that everything around you is just shit and you have a choice to do something. What would you do? I know what I'd do. I would pack. Let's forget the pandemic, even though that's quite a good example of when everything sucks. But when you're down and out, what would you really do? I think after my experience that I did a couple of years ago in Kenya, I pack a backpack, although I'm not really a backpack kind of girl. I need a suitcase. But I think I want to go off and see what the rest of this globe has to offer. So I think I'd have to do that and really challenge myself 
myself to live in some different countries for about two months at a time because I've never done it and every time I meet people who say I lived in this country or whatever I'm like wow but I shouldn't be saying wow because there's an opportunity for us all to do what we want if you believe you can do that another question what did you love doing as a child I love playing dress up and putting blankets on my head to think I had a long blonde hair. Imagine that. No, I mean, I did do that. But what I did love doing as a child is I remember going to this pub with one of my foster parents on the back of the bike and having my glass of lemonade and some salt and vinegar crisps. Walkers. I loved it. But I think it was the innocence of play that I loved as a child. I didn't know it was innocent, but I love playing and not having a care in the world. Ask yourself, what makes you afraid of judgment? Are you scared to be judged and therefore that would hold you back and I know I've done it you know if someone's going to put me in a position where they're going to judge me I'm not going to do something so what makes me afraid of judgment and it's getting it wrong so ask yourself that and then another thing in terms of your purpose what makes you angry there's so many things that used to make me angry and it could be the simplest things but you know what I've kind of pulled that back a little bit now and just curtailed my thoughts and I believe now if something gets me angry I kind of think about it I take a deep breath and you know they always tell you these techniques don't they which never work for me but I actually through my rituals and everything else it's working I don't get so angry I still get a bit of road rage but no road rage that gets me out of the car and I'm clobbering somebody over the head I'm just like what the hell did that driver just do just drive the freaking car Okay, moving on. Number two, this is all about building the life you want, right? Set some freaking long-term goals. I remember a good friend of mine always saying, Tina, what are your goals? And I just said, oh God, we do it for our job. This is when I was employed, obviously. And you don't want to really think about it for a personal, from a personal perspective. And actually it's really important. And I think I've got ones that range from career to lifestyle ones. And an example of some of mine are as follows. I want to earn enough money to live comfortably and do the things that I love, which is travel. And also use that to have that money to, to, to help other people to be slightly philanthropic. I want to pay off my mortgage in the next three years. And I want to develop a product that delivers a passive income. So that's all based around money career and work. I want my nurture success life schooling and career coaching program to become successful and that will be hard work but that's a big one for me and relationships. I want to be in a loving and valuable relationship with someone who's mature and knows where they're at and blah 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 and from a health and fitness point of view I want to reduce some of my body weight. The fat parts yeah (laughs) and I want to resemble how how I looked um in 2018 which was a little bit smaller than what I am now and there's another nice one that I want to find a new tribe of women to cycle with and another tribe of yogis because I was going to this fantastic guy before and he had to close down during the pandemic and I really really miss it so there's an example of some goals and some of them will need to be broken down into bite-sized baby steps so that they are achievable so let's take earning this money so I can do the bits and pieces I want to do and so forth I may end up with smaller clients and that leads on to something bigger or or whatever. I think you have to do that to make these goals achievable, whether they're daily, weekly or monthly. So there's certain things. I look at a big goal and I say, okay, you want to lose body weight. I literally got a gym in my house, but I decided I was going to join a gym to hit two goals. One, who knows, I might find a partner in the gym. (laughs) 
It's a bit young, my gym there. They're all about 12. And <laughs> and the other one is, I thought that might motivate me even more because of the equipment. And, you know, I might go back into personal training again. Not doing it myself because I was a personal trainer, but I might get a personal trainer again. Setting some KPIs or performance indicators would look like I want to reduce body weight and weigh XYZ by December 2021. So you're not just putting these airy fairy goals out there. Anyway, enough on goals. Let's move on. I think it's really important. This is number three to learn the habits of successful people. A lot of successful people stick to the same old, same old thing. Take Mark Zuckerberg, the founder, CEO, president of Facebook. He wears the same clothes to work, obviously washed in between, so that he doesn't have to think about what am I going to put on today? And I kind of get that because the amount of fussing and pissing about I used to do when I was going into a job the next day was ridiculous with the clothes thing. And so it could be learning how to identify your strengths and staying centred when everything goes pear-shaped around you or knowing when to get back on track. Look at some of the successful people. I guess you have to determine what success looks like for you because yeah, Mark Zuckerberg is successful, but there are other people that are so far down the food chain and have done some other things that I find really successful. I mean, I could go on about the Olympics again, but I won't. Even if you look at them, there are traits that all of them have. You look at Steve Jobs, you look at Tom Daly, who won a gold medal for the UK in diving. There is a commitment. There is a mental capacity that's out of this world and they're just on it. So learn habits of successful people. And if that means reading about them, watching them on TV or YouTube, looking at a few TED Talks, have a go. You might learn something. The other thing is staying focused on what you want in life. Too many times I have gone off in a tangent and I've seen other people around me go off and say, I want this, I want the big, yeah, I really, and it's procrastination, number one, and also, which is also based around fear, and it's just saying things for the sake of saying things. I'd rather keep my mouth shut if I'm not sure. So one area that in the past hasn't been a strong point for me was actually focusing. And now I write stuff down and hold myself accountable. What I do is create my mood boards, which is great. Here's a great example. I want to build my gym shed garden at the bottom of my garden. It will be a little shed to put my bike and garden tools in and the rest will be a bit of a gym. Now the reason why I haven't done it is yet because I need to get some more money together but I was in the garden the other day with my neighbour because our fence is blown down and we have a little chat which is always great and I said oh this bloody shed that I've got at the moment is rotten I might get a new one. I was totally unfocused because he then said oh you're not going to go with your garden room anymore and I said no you're right aren't you that's more money. So it's staying focused on what you want until you get it. So I need to set some bloody boundaries. And if it's not just saying no to other people, you say it to myself. I set the boundary and I said, no, I am going to do that. And I think there's so many other examples I could give where I've just gone off piece. But I think check yourselves, stay focused on what you want in life and go for it. I'm desperately trying not to multitask as well because I'm quite good at it. But again, it takes you off focus. Research shows it's terrible for focus and productivity. The big one for me is motivation. I believe in myself, which is key in staying inspired. And a lot of people don't believe in themselves. I think I'm quite a highly motivated person. And, you know, I hear countless people either saying about their kids or I'm just not motivated to do it. And I think at some points in life, yeah, you do lose motivation that edge goes but I would say that I've always been pretty motivated and if you can hear some rumbling in the background it's because we are having a massive thunderstorm and I don't have a soundproof room but maybe you can't hear it my motivation I think was evident from an early age 
despite what I went through, because I always kept trying to keep things moving. I tried to keep things simple by not having too many goals at the same time, which is really key for me. And at the moment, I've only got three out of all those ones I told you earlier that I'm focusing on. Weight, money, making more money, and there's another one as well. And I break them down again so that I can see the progress because that then keeps me motivated. I usually set the intention either the night before or in the morning. Um, when I'm doing my rituals. So today I knew I was going to have a bit more of a lazy morning. I had to do some content marketing for my course. I was going to watch some Olympics in the background, make some healthy salads. And then my motivation after watching the Olympics is to go to the gym. It doesn't take much to motivate me. I train a lot. But do you see what I'm saying? And I think that you have to look at the things that really make you smile and make you happy. And what helps me as well, I surround myself with positive people. I don't have a whole bunch of people that I'm hanging out with, not like I did in the day. Now it's a select few that I know I can talk to and get motivated from things they're doing. The other thing I think is really important to do, which some people don't if they are stuck in one particular way, is to refocus if change happens. You need to be able to flip the switch, people. It may seem like the end of a chapter as you try to embrace a new one, which is really, really scary. And I felt this a lot when I took redundancy in 2015. I was scared as hell. In fact, I sat in my garden and cried because the job that I was at was coming to an end. I was offered redundancy and I was scared as hell. It was the end of an era. And I cried. I cry big, old, watery, plopping on the floor tears. I knew it was a chance to refocus and find something new. That's when I thought I'll take that redundancy money and do my own thing and have a little bit of fun around the way. I know it took me a while to find my way at times, but growing resilience was key. I kept strong and I don't like to use that word too much, an independent woman, but I am quite strong. And I think when I took that redundancy, it was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Mentally, I had to get tough because I'm always prone to wearing my heart on my sleeve. That's got better. I do practice a lot of self-care, self-love and self-belief. And there is a difference between all of those. So go back to my self-belief episode. I think I touch on it. More importantly, if you book on my Build the Life You Want workshop, I go into it quite heavily. I'm always open to new ideas and actually I get a buzz when I see things or hear things in a podcast or read about it. And if it works for me, I'm going to try it. And I've really embraced that quite a lot in the last year. And uh, and I've learned, I've learned loads. And my second little thing within this refocus is don't bloody give up. People give up so easy. Success doesn't happen overnight. If you're an impatient somebody, you're going to have problems. And I haven't been the most patient person, but I've learned that I've just got this feeling that things are going to massively change for me and when you believe it it's the law of attraction ask believe and receive people ask receive and believe I think people spout a lot of bullshit they say it they don't really believe it we see it all the time and number seven become a badass it's hard but I'm slowly learning to shake off the expectations of others and self-imposed limiting beliefs I can't do it can't remember in my last podcast I spoke about I don't and I can't I can't you're waiting for someone to coax you to do it I don't 
don't want to is you're not people pleasing, you are putting in the boundaries and you're and you are not going to do it. However, learning about your limiting beliefs is a totally different kettle of fish because a lot of the time you can do shit. For me, I want to be and live authentically and I think everybody else should too. And I want to fulfill the version of my life that I choose. You need to know who you are. So build that life you want and get on with it. So finally, this thought for the day by James Dean, the actor. Dream if you'll live forever, live as if you'll die today. Mm, That's a little take on another one, right? Live by your beliefs and values. And if you don't know what they are, you need to establish them. Set some priorities, set some goals. Try and find what that purpose is that you're living each day for. Follow your passion. Try and achieve some balance in your life as well, because it's not always about work, work, work. You need the relationships, you need the friends, you need the family, all that kind of stuff. Ideally, feel content. However, if you have purpose, you'll have inner peace, but that inner peace will depend on so many other factors. Emotions come into play amongst other things. Make a difference. I feel that I make a meaningful difference when I'm working with my mentees or I'm giving advice to my goddaughter. And I do what I do not to get recognition. I do it because I care, which is one of my values. And I don't expect anything in return. I really, really don't. I'm trying to be a role model to youth and take satisfaction in witnessing in their success as opposed to anything that I do. A candle loses nothing by lighting another candle. I kind of like that. And my final advice is to live in the moment. If my purpose is on point and it's there, I should be cherishing every moment and seek to live life without regret. I still got to do some more of that, living each life like, sorry, living each day without regret. But can I testify to living in the moment daily? Mm, Probably not, but I'm going to work on it and so should you. As we now come to the end of another episode, I just want to leave you with this thought. If you want some help in helping build a life that you really want, I can help you discover some tried and tested methods that really, really work. Takes place on the 4th of September. Link will be in the bottom of the show notes. I'd love to see you. If not, just take what you can from this podcast and I'll see you next week. I'm now heading to the gym to do a heavyweight session. Take care. Bye.